Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, countdown to the end of the season is on TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. I'm Philip McLeod, one of your hosts here on Saturday Draft Live. Somebody clinging on to a lead and hoping to walk out of this season as the first ever three-time winner, alongside Chris Lopez, hopefully as a first-time winner, the first person to win in their debut, other than David Campbell. So I don't think that's your kind. Technically, in the season, he did it. It was the first one, and everyone was making their debut. I really don't think his really counts either. So, mm-hmm. as I said, I'm joined by David who wouldn't try and argue with me on that one. A David Tool who knows his role, which is to read out the listeners' league, as Mr. David Hockney. Yeah, yeah, I know my role, and you can shut your mouth while you're at it. Oh, fucking. <laughs> Doesn't sound like knowing your role, you shut your mouth, Mr. Fourth Place. Uh, it's a solid fourth place, though. I mean, you might be top of the table, but you've got two teams heavily breathing down your neck right now so I wouldn't write that victory speech just yet I don't write speeches I, I can't know that off the top of my head people should know that by now Wait, are, you say, are you saying you can't write? <laughs> no I'm just you know I know what to think on my feet anyway thank you for listening to Saturday Live and this epic banter that's clearly going on between me and my co-host uh, <laughs> yeah regular uh, Alan, Alan Partridge banter right here we're <laughs> uh, going to the top three of the weekend David, sticking with you and your team mm-hmm. uh, Six points in third year Braun Breaker, the man who has been your captain He thought he'd be a solid captain through most of the season Then he lost it all, which no one could have foreseen But now you've decided mm-hmm. to become your captain Yes, so just to make it official Better Mission 2.0 have switched the captaincy from Braun Breaker to the Usos ahead of WrestleMania week. Not that Braun Breaker hasn't served as well because he is currently tied for third place in the top 10 scorers this season with Sammy Guevara and Adam Page, all, all of them on 47 points. And given that Sammy Guevara had the captaincy on him with regular title defences, I think that's had a pretty impressive feet given that Braun Breaker didn't have that many defense as many defenses but with the captaincy applied he still scored just as highly which shows how much of a valuable pick he's been 
Adam Page, obviously, as AEW world champion with multiple title defenses under his wing, obviously, is up there alongside it. But I think it just goes to show Braun Breaker's performance this season uh, has has hit all the right notes. Well, almost all the right notes, shall I say. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Usos this year. Because it was just announced on Twitter that on Raw they're going to go up against RK Bro on Raw, mm-hmm. and they've got Boots and Nakamura uh, at WrestleMania, I believe it's on night one. Uh huh. Yeah. So my thing, I actually wasn't aware of the RK Bro match, but I think the reason we put them on the Usos is well, four out of our five team members are no, sorry, five of our six are going to be on WrestleMania. And we just went with the one that's most likely to retain. So a title defense on pay-per-view with the captaincy, big points. But the RK Bro, an RK Bro win for them would be magnificent. I wouldn't be entirely too sure about the, the retention there. I mean, I know McAbeer and Biggs have got a lot of the upper hand in this feud, but, you know, Vince likes Rick Boogs, so I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't count Usos as a certainty just yet. Mm. Well, it's I think it's the most solid bet we've got, especially with all the rumours that Braun Breaker could be heading to the main roster. Uh-huh. And if that's true, that does probably mean a loss uh, against Dolph Ziggler at Sand Deliver, which means somebody else will possibly be built up on NXT to beat Ziggler. So just as well you took the captaincy off of Braun to avoid you know, the captaincy being added to a, a championship loss on a, on a pay-per-view. So well on that will pay off by putting it on a... Uh, on the Usos, well, we'll have to wait next week to find out. Talking of WrestleMania, though, uh, we do have Brock Lesnar in eight points, obviously appearing across on SmackDown on pretty much on a weekly basis. Frequent Brock's been around in a long time. He's going to be on Raw uh, next week. He might appear on SmackDown as well, you know, because seeing Roman appearing on both shows, you know, it's part of this whole title versus title thing. It's the first time we've seen Brock, I think, in the top three since we did the since we had that, you know, epic, you know, surge from the nightmares of the north up mm-hmm. first because of the elimination chamber, but then Brock went back down. I mean, Brock Lesnar, for somebody who was never really picked because of how infrequently he appeared, he's he's appearing in the top three. He's on sixty nine. Nice. Nice overall tied with the person who's our number one in the season overall and our number one in the top three. It's been a, you know, as much as we did take the piss and rightfully so for some of Stacey and Billy's picks, you really can't argue with anything. Even if he loses at Mania, you can't actually argue with how successful Brock's been this season. No, Brock Lesnar's been running rampant this season, largely obviously because of the Elimination Chamber performance. And that actually put Billy and Stacey in first place way back about, about a month ago or so. Uh, but he is joint top of the table this season because uh, he's been heavily featured that much. I mean, those eight points alone were just from his four appearances on SmackDown because I believe they still have Billy and Stacey still have the captaincy on Brock at this point. So it looks like they're going, looks like they're going all in for the the winner takes all match come Mania season. And tell you what, if, if he does win, that could bump Billy and Stacey up to I would say around middle of the table, might even overtake. Uh, uh, Daniel and Jack at some point if, if Brock walks out the winner even if he doesn't win I mean I'm, I think it's a good idea for them not to change the captaincy because they don't have exactly the strongest team outside of that I mean Lashley and MVP but nowhere I'd be seen Nikki Bella 
I mean, we knew that one was going to happen there. Mickey Ass, not exactly doing anything. Demon Priest has been wanting that. Andre the Giant Battle Royal, maybe he'll win. Bye. Battle Royal win would do them a bit of good as well. Yeah, but Brock, even with the captaincy, uh, but even if Brock loses with the captaincy on it, you know, he's been featured in like high profile spots. He's been in title matches when he does wrestle. So he's been a solid captain for them. The only other person, I'm actually surprised they wouldn't do a bold move in, you know, with only a week to go to Mania. Maybe this time next week we'll be actually be talking about him as a potential draftee. But uh, Cody, uh, getting close to Mania, all the rumours still that he's going to fight Seth at WrestleMania. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe they've currently got two po- two picks that are on zero points. Maybe Cody will actually pick up them, pick them some points up at WrestleMania. Uh, there's, I mean, he rumour has it he has signed with uh, with WWE. So I reckon they'll save it for Mania for Cody to appear if it becomes the opening match of Night One or Night Two, even like yeah. it it makes it's sense. Just, yeah. Uh, and now, number one of the top three on 12 points, the number one of the season overall tied with Brock. Still can't believe the success he's been having recently. Like, I keep feeling like a broken record talking about him uh, recently. Uh, he's on Calum and JPC, and probably the only reason they're, those two are on third position here. Uh, Tony Schiavone on 12 points. I think mm-hmm. it's proven that Adam Pierce and Sonia haven't been exactly, you know, late in the world. I don't think Adam Pierce was even drafted this season. Sonia didn't actually do the goat tones that well, but I think this pick here is showing that maybe going into next season, you know, non-wrestling picks may still have a place in the draft. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Tony Schiavone is the, the prime example because he's he's got the same number of points as Brock Lesnar has overall, which is kind of mad now. They're both at the top of the table on 69 points. Nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think JP and Callum have just proven that you know Tony Schiavone as a non-wrestler is a valuable commodity to any draft team. 12 points alone this week. Uh, what I think, though, is maybe, maybe they were a bit... Maybe they were a bit uh, hasty changing the captaincy over because RK Bro are going to be defending the tag titles at Mania. I do see them retaining... Mm-hmm. And I think they'd be missing out on WrestleMania points with that. And who knows, it might actually cost them the win this season because they're not that far away from the number one spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then again, I think, you know, getting to win, somebody's doing you this as well, just by not having to wrestle, I can see why they'd want to move to the, the camp. So him, if it turns to be a stupid decision, we can always blame JP because, you know, he's a listener's league guy. And that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens with the non-wrestling pick next season on next season from Mania to SummerSlam obviously our longest season so more time for the non-wrestling picks to pick it up uh, all, the, all the more appearance points and also we got William Regal appearing in a seemingly prominent role over on AEW right now maybe he'll be picked up I don't think he's even been he might have been picked in once in a season but he didn't do much as NXT GM he didn't pick up that many appearance points I don't think but I think if you wanted to get Regal next season as the manager of Brian and and Moxley, I think he could do very well appearance wise. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. So then we'll go into the top ten of the season. The goat tones, the official farewell. They're fucking arguing like that couple who are arguing. 
you know, they're on their last leg. Like, why are these two still together? Like, Daniel, do you not make a scene? You fucking ruined my draft for me. Do you not make a scene? We're in public. That's mm-hmm. so what they go to in like our community and draft jet. Uh, they're on 73 points in last place. Andy and Ross, the B-Sharps, on 83.5 points. They've made a captaincy change as well. I don't think it'll do them much. They've they made the captaincy change. Uh, the captain is now Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. It would help if I remember who their captain was before. I assume it Adam was, Page. Yeah, it was Adam Page they had before. Now they've switched to Sasha Banks, largely because I think she's in a title match at WrestleMania. So they're taking a gamble with arguably the most unpredictable match on the card so far. But she is in a like eight woman tag. They're doing like basically separating the four teams mm-hmm. for Raw and on Monday. You know they're basically doing a big crossover show to the Go Home Raw where they're gonna have I think Session, the only team with Ripley and Liv against Carmella, Selena, Natalia, and Shayna Baszler. Uh, maybe the faces will get a few good win going into WrestleMania. Who knows? Uh, Billy and Stacey name of the North Ace and points a lot of that on the strength of. Brock and the fact that if their team was a bit stronger, maybe they'd be further up. And above a jump, Tom and Allen on 107.5 points. Uh, champion Big Boss, Daniel and Jet, and Mark was another team that's quickly turned on each other uh, at 119 points in fifth position. Then you and Gary, men are missing 2.0, 133, and it's going about as well as current 2.0. Uh, GP and Callum, another jump, 159 points in third position. Uh, I, I refuse to call them by their, their actual team name. Then uh, you got Jim and Steven. Makes you throw up in your mouth, doesn't it? As does the name of this team, Jim and Steven, 163.5 points. The quintessential stud muffins who are nipping at the heels. And I'm, me and Chris are kicking them like, go, go away, leave us alone. Hmm. They're on 163.5 points, whereas me and Chris are holding on to 166 points. <sighs> so, I'll, I'll come back to the hmm. thing between me and and Jim and Stephen going into Mania in that uh, in a bit. But, David, I think we need to get out of the way now. Please, the penultimate of this season, uh, the Listeners League, do we have a clear p- picture, or maybe, of who is going to be joining us going in from Mania to SummerSlam? You know what? I actually don't think we do. Because at the minute, it looks like a two-horse race between two of our best uh, performers this season. But... In fifth place, we have Stuart Irvin, the collective of greatness, 156 points. Um, not a big, not the biggest scorer this week, but a consistent scorer. And he's uh, he's overtook Colin Blackburn, you know, a, a listeners' league veteran, uh, to clinch fifth place here. Fourth place, we have Lee McAteer with extreme progress, who has made a lot of extreme progress, also scoring 17 points, same as Stuart, uh, but has been a lot more consistent with his uh, with his team picks here. So. But Sonia Deville is the team captain, though. I think that's a huge, huge faux pas. Because when he's got teams like Jurassic Express, Bianca Belair and Kevin Owens on his team, I think, yeah, that's what's let him down. Third place, Fraser Graham with Frasman's All-Stars, 169. Nice and a half points. Uh, Fraser has actually been very, very good, consistent this season. Seth Rollins, The Usos, Rhea Ripley, Kevin Owens, a very good team on paper and a popular last round pick in John Moxley as well. Someone with a very, very good team on paper. I just think he's not had that breakout moment to get him into the top the top two. But we do come to the top two and there is only one and a half points separating them. We have Craig Forsyth with insert name here on 184 points. Again, it'll go down as probably one of the worst uh, team names we've had, but you can't deny Tony Schiavone's team captain's what's keeping him up there. Plus, 
He's got Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch as well, two huge names going into, into WrestleMania in big title matches. He could easily pull out a win here. But at the top of the table, once again, it's Adam Callier with how much wood could Brom Breaker break if Brom Breaker could break wood on 185.5 points. Tony Schiavone is his team captain. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Naomi all got some form of WrestleMania program going. The Usos is his tag team, but Alexa Bliss has been MIA for, for some time now, and I think that's going to let him down come WrestleMania week. So I think based on their teams going into WrestleMania, I think Craig Forsyth is the is now the bookies' favourite to win the Listeners League this season. So, But you know what they say, anything can happen in WWE, and it can all change come WrestleMania week. So that's the Listeners League. Well, hard to for me to really see how either of them could have an advantage winning. I mean, when both of them have the same captain, it's a guy who's not even in WWE right now. So the captain's thing is taken out of the equation. And also, I don't know if it's really fitting to call uh, Colin Blackburn a, a Listeners League veteran because veterans learn things through their years of experience in whatever field they're in. Colin has been pretty much in almost every listener's league, and he's never won. So I don't know if veteran is the right word to say. Uh, he's been at the top of the table more often than not. So I think he's, well, the top half of the table at least. I mean, not like any, like, like Alan Laurie, for example. He was third one season, and now he's third bottom with death to the people. Talk about, I mean, more like death to his death to his team right now because it's, you know, it's, it's cursed at the minute. But you know what is cursed? Mike Agnes and Mad Dog's Cursed Crusaders, second to bottom, with 94.5 points. Uh, and of course, let's not forget Paddy, whose team is mid-table and sitting at the bottom of the table. <laughs> Ironic. Those are certainly people who exist. Anyway, back to the main league, you know, the one that matters. Uh, so honestly, you know, talking about, it's a, I believe it's a two-horse race and it has been the last couple of weeks uh, between me and Chris's team. Uh, McLopez, which is against the quintessential stud muffins, and you know, I cannot miss out on a third draft win when I'm so close, and especially not to a team that has such an inaccurately, is so inaccurately titled as Jim and Stevens is. Hmm. I really you, think you guys have the you guys have the captaincy on Bianca Belair, don't you? We do. I believe heavily this is going to come down to Saturday. Like by the Sunday, we'll know who the draft winner is because not you got to think the Saturday. They've got Kevin Owens with the Kevin Owens show, and we have Bianca. But also the same day, we have Stand and Deliver with Keely now in the the women's four way, and Carmelo in the ladder match. And they mm-hmm. have Creed Brothers challenging for the tag team titles. Even with Stand and Deliver, I think you'll give it an occasion. But I think ultimately it comes down to what happens on Mania, and if like say Bianca wins her match, which all logic seems to be pointing to, because uh, I believe she'll make her comeback you know, on Raw, a big go-home brawl between her and Becky, build to the match. And then, oh, and Owens either doesn't, if the match doesn't, the segment doesn't turn into a match, or if it turns into a match but Owens loses, then the season might be ours. But if somehow Owens gets a match with Austin and wins, then I think the season goes to Kevin Steven. You know what the, the X factor might be, though, for this? I think it's going to be Jim and Steven's pick of Dana Brooke, because... She's currently on 19 points, and she's the third highest newcomer, highest scoring newcomer this season. Uh, but just below them are the Creed brothers on 18 points, also on Jim and Steven's team. 
I think they're actually in a Jim and Steven are in a very good position here to take the lead because I can see the Creed brothers winning at Stand and Deliver. Dana Brooke might have a couple of segments in with the 24-7 titles, so scoring points at Mania over the, the, the whole weekend might actually prove to be extremely beneficial for them. So Rhea Ripley in the title match, I think if Rhea and Liv win, which sounds plausible at this stage, yeah, that would just be the cherry on top for them. Whereas your team, you're putting all your chips on Bianca Belair, but of course you mentioned Carmelo Hayes and Kaylee Ray also in their own title matches. I'm not sure I see any of them winning, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't know, deep down, I think Be- Becky might just pull out a fast one and get the win over Bianca again after a, a very back and forth match. But Carmelo Hayes in the latter match, that might be a bit of a stretch given that, you know, there's it's a multi-man match and more often than not, history favours the challengers in these types of matches. Same with the, the women's four-way. I think Mandy could possibly retain. If not, I think Io Shirai could go on a second run. Now, as Dave checks the PayPal money that Stephen's clearly sent him to big up his team over mine. Uh, looking uh, at... Uh, let's, not, let's, let's not take anything away from Callum and JP, though, because I think if they kept the captaincy on RK Bro, they would have had a chance to be as competitive again. But... Cora Jade in the NXT title match, she seems the least likely to win the title, but it could be a massive surprise out of nowhere. Plus, Becky Lynch getting the win over Bianca would be huge for them. And they've got Gunther facing LA Knight. So a win for him would just be their cherry on top. Becky winning makes absolutely no sense after everything that have, especially getting this all started with her squashing Bianca back at SummerSlam. Like all, like I said, logic dictates that Bianca needs to win this. The Creed brothers, or the whole thing of the mystery attackers, and it potentially being MSK, which I think it is, and MSK being the match, I don't know how that's going to go for them. I, I've definitely, you know, like given up on Keely Ray right now because I assumed that she and you were going to go and get an easy win in the tag title match against Toxic Attraction, but now they've elected to do the four way, which I know she's not going to win. Carmelo, I said it on Central, looking at the competitors, I mean, there's, also, there's a lot of solid people in the, the ladder match, but none of them have really been, looks like they've been built up to be the North American champion at the end, such a good run that Carmelo's been on. And I believe mm-hmm. this ladder match is being done to set up the pair, one of these guys to later on beat Carmelo, because like, I think it's just a case of like big, big show, you know, weekend, Braun Breaker's leave, probably leaving, Champa's probably leaving, Carmelo is going to be a guy that sticks around, so we need to give him a showcase. So that's where my comment is. And I, I definitely think it comes down to our captains on night one. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the, the real thing. Yeah, I think I keep think, changing my mind because, like you said, that, that four way for the women's titles is very unpredictable, mainly because you think you don't really put as much care into this. So it's hard to think who they'll favour, like putting the belts on. Well, if I had to put money on it, maybe I'd be edging towards Naomi and Sasha walking out with them. Mm. Hey, listen, if Sasha and Naomi or Team Living Nightmare wins, myself and Gary get points regardless. But it would help us even more so if one of those teams aren't involved in the decision. And I think, I hope either, it seems like it's either going to be Zelina and Carmella or Natalia that eats the pin. 
Oh, I'll see. I think Italians, you know, aren't even drafted, so mm. they basically fuck everybody up if they walked out with the belts, you know. Yeah. And- undrafted picks seem to be a fucked up. Everybody's title no wins because Scorpio fucked it for me. Us with Sammy Guevara. Ricochet took the IC title from from Sammy. You had Balor being undrafted, taking the US title from Damon Priest. Ziggler with you and Braun Breaker. You know what's mad though? I was furious that you picked Sammy Guevara when we were when me and Gary were ready to pick him, and yet they're both currently on the same score. So I guess it worked out well for both of us. Sammy did get more title defenses in the short time though before Brody, <laughs> which is pretty mad. Where he lost it. But then yeah, again, let's not you know, let's not pull on that thread. But yeah, it's, it's hard to think what's going to happen with that, that woman's title. But I definitely think going in night one with all of the main factors, like main people who are being represented that weekend, I think we'll know by night two, beginning of night two, who the winner of this season actually is. Mm. Like EW-wise, Moxley is number one in the top five uh, newcomers because he's on mean Chris's team. But knowingly, recently, whenever he, he gets a win that benefits us, it also benefits fucking Steven and Jim because they've got Brian Danielson. Yep. So now I wish they never fucking even started that team, even though it's been very good in getting bloody team, like it's been very good in getting wins. And, you know, recently they teased on Rampage that Red Dragon wanted another shot at Jurassic Express, so if you could hold off maybe two mm-hmm. weeks until the season's done, because uh, I don't think I can stand Jurassic Express potentially losing this close to the end of the season. Uh, I think Red Dragon are a hot commodity for next season, I reckon, especially if they're teasing a, a tag title match with Jurassic Express. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying just don't put it on next week. Hold off in a little bit. Build it, please. Aye, yeah. Preferably have them lose the belts when it wouldn't cost me and Chris valuable points. Apparently, though, they're being redubbed as... Well, AEW filed a trademark for Undisputed Elite, so maybe that'll be their new name going forward when they team with Adam Cole, but they might just keep Red Dragon if it's just Fish and O'Reilly. Ah. Undisputed Elite. Undisputed's back, yes! I know people who use subtlety, and those people are cowards. <laughs> anyway, that'll be us for Saturday Night Live. I don't really know what else we can talk about. It seems to be uh, it comes down to very close to like Sandeliver and me and Nate one, I believe, and we got a clear picture as to who may walk out as the winners of season of season 12. Is this season 12? I can't remember anymore. Yeah, yeah, season 12, yep. I've been around. See, I'm a veteran. I can be called a veteran. That's why I can't remember anything rather than Colin Blackburn. Anyway, we thank you for listening to us. Next week will be the final. We promise, at least we can only promise as much as he claims it, that it will be the final time that you hear the GOAT here in ESSR. He had his final feature show. Uh, when you've got to talk about Trish Stratus and chat with Gary, tell him how much he loves him. But he'll have his final show next week uh, alongside Jack Graham. A great team, only mildly correct me. And I'm sure we'll have a heartfelt song to play him out for his goodbye, like we did last time when we actually thought he was leaving. But uh, yeah, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're also shedding a tear for the for the ending of the the goat's time on Sad Draft Live. He's only meant to come back temporarily while I took my break, but I came back. He stuck around. Yep. Eva forever. <laughs> On that note, goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week for the finale of the season. 
for the most stupendous ending to a tag team season ever. Goodbye. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quiz Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in the show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. Exploreminnesota.com slash live.